Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Scoopy Radio in your airwaves. On the plane, on the train, on the travel to your destination as it's Thanksgiving week. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at ScoopB, Instagram, and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. And make sure you subscribe to the Scoopy Radio Podcast, available on all podcast networks, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitcher app, or simply by visiting ScoopBRadio.com. And it's Thanksgiving week. We have a lot to be thankful for. I have to have my... Cousin on the line. He's not really my cousin, but he's got the last name Robinson. <laughs> we got Nate Robinson, three-time NBA Slam Junk champion on the podcast. What's going on, sir? What's good, my brother? Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing, man. It sounds like you're in the background playing video games. I'm playing Madden right now, my boy. Man, wake up in the morning, got to get our early Madden dose in. You feel me? <laughs> Who's your squad? I run with the Seahawks and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And I just started to play with Mahomes of late. Yeah, man, it, it, it's it's interesting. Um, you're you're a hooper by, by trade, but you play college basketball, or excuse me, college football as well. Yeah. When you play football, when you select a quarterback, what kind of quarterback are you looking for when you're when you're playing? Is it more in the quarterback or more in the receiver? Uh, it's it's a, it's a definitely all with the quarterback. You, I mean, you know, video games, you kind of get you got you got to kind of get open. You got to run the right routes for whatever defense that you're running. I mean, whatever defense that they're running. So I just try to, I just try to be a little different, you know, run some, you know, different routes, different schemes. Try to find a one-on-one coverage. Oh, give me that. Ah. And uh, it'd be fun, man. It just, I mean, this game is just, it's, it's, it's so much fun to it, man. You know, it makes you feel like you really can do this in real life. <laughs> No, that's real. Scoopy Radio talking to Nate Robinson, all things basketball. Nate, you're looking at uh, Carmelo Anthony. At the time of this recording, he has played two games. Um, are you surprised that it took so long for a team to pick him up? Yeah, he should have been playing. He's showing he should have been playing, man. Like, it just sucks that, you know, they have uh, 
they have so much power, and he, she says she say over how somebody's supposed to be. I guess that good pass. Um, he should have been playing him like Jamal Crawford. There's no way Jamal Crawford should be <clears throat> at the house chilling, man. Him, Swaggy P, myself, Monte Ellis. I mean, the list goes on. I want to delve more into Jamal Crawford. Uh, Jamal is one of the, the coolest dudes, Seattle cat, just like yourself. What team do you think would be a good fit for him? For Jamal? Yeah. He definitely can help the Lakers. <clears throat> um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of teams. Anthony Davis told me that Jamal is instant offense. Um, and 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 if they're looking for a scorer, cool. If you were to look at if you were to look at the the, the Lakers and look at the Clippers, um, those are two teams that are primarily looking to get someone like Andre Iguodala. Do you think Andre Iguodala is a better fit on the Clippers as opposed to the Lakers? Where do you see the two? Where do you see the difference between Jamal and, and Andre Iguodala as far as fit? On both of those By teams. far as fit, I mean, Maul's going to be instant score. Iggy can play, brings more defense, uh, you know, more hustle plays. It depends on what you want. Like, you know, like you honestly got to be you, – you got to be a team, one, that you already have a player like a, you know, like an Iggy that can play defense, that can play do both, and then you just need scoring. Or do you need a player, you know, like uh, vice versa, like do you need a player like Iggy that can just, you know, lock up, Bring a point guard. You know, he play. He can play one through four, one through three. Uh, so you just got to figure out what you what you like. Nate, you uh, currently have a Facebook show where I, I'm, I'm imagining it's it's kind of like Facebook meets MTV Cribs. Is it an interview type show that you're doing through the Players Tribune? Yeah, it's, uh, it's basically a uh, it's like a Cribs type deal. It's just you know. Laid back, chill, you know, guys enjoying, you know, their time. We're just shooting the shit, you know, having a conversation. Uh, it's it's pretty cool, man. It's, it's, it's fun. I get to interview some of my bros that I grew up with, you know, grew up playing in the NBA with, like Quinn Richardson, Drew Gooden, just different guys, man. It's, 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 it's awesome, bro. And then when you um... – you were telling me before we got on that you have a clothing line that you're launching with Carlos Boozer in January. Tell me about that. Yeah, I am. I'm launching it in January. It's called uh, it's called Hold That Clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we're just trying to come out with some, you know, cool basic stuff. But our Hold That, you know, our our little movement, our slogan is basically like the ultimate word for success. You know, Hold That is like basically like, People was telling me I couldn't make it to the league. I couldn't do this. I couldn't win the dunk contest. I did it three times. I would tell them to hold that. You talked about the slam dunk contest. Dwight Howard is a guy you competed against. He's now a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. What's been the biggest surprise for you um, with him in the Lakers uniform with him? Uh, the fact that, you know, he's he's out there rebounding, blocking shot, doing what he loves to do, play play the game. His hair kind of crazy. Yeah. And here kind of crazy, uh, <laughs> but just watching them out there play and have fun, man, it's, it's, it's always a blessing. Run it again. So, yeah, he, uh, he, he's helped them out a lot. I think he has a, he's a big reason why they're winning right now, too, as well. 
you were a member of the Chicago Bulls. You actually played against uh, the Nets uh, when you guys you, – you were the catalyst for them when, they beat, when you guys beat the Nets in the NBA uh, playoffs some years ago. You basically were signed in Derrick Rose's stead when he hurt himself. When you see Derrick Rose come back from the injuries that he's had, mm-hmm. um, as a point guard, how how uh, satisfying is it to see him get his just due? Uh, it feels it feels good to watch him hoop and you know all the shit that he's been through. You know with, with uh, D Rose. Uh, he um he's come from a lot, man. He's overcome a lot. He played for a city that you know where where he's from. You know when he got hurt, it seemed like people counted him out. Now he's back playing the game he loves, man. He's looking better than ever. I would imagine that you grew up a Michael Jordan fan. You playing for the Bulls. I'm curious to know, as a member of the Bulls, how often did you visit that Michael Jordan statue at the United Center? It's funny. I used to go. I used to drop past it every. Well, when we go to UC, I used to go. I used to go look at it every time we played. Really? Every time I put up to UC, I would go look at that shit, and it would just be like, I would just try to be like, yeah, man. Tonight you're gonna have one of the magical nights, like MJ. <laughs> it's like going to Mecca, brother. Ah, uh, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure, going to the Mecca, man. You know, playing in New York City was awesome. You um. You were talking about the Knicks, um, and and you, I guess, I look at Mike D'Antoni, and I look at a guy that you played for, and when you look at guys like Russell Westbrook and James Harden, who are currently flourishing under his system, why do you think that there were so many people who were doubting uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden's ability to play at D'Antoni's offense to start the season, and and what do you think about them proving them wrong? Uh, I mean, they look good. They do. They do. They look real good. They uh they they look real good. I think I know that I just knew that once they, they play early in their career, I knew that it was gonna be easier playing at the end of the like, you know, towards, you know, when they get a little older, uh, playing now. But I mean the game is just the game is a little bit I mean, it's more open when you're playing with the end of Dan Tony offense and you got Westbrook who already loves to get triple doubles, it's gonna be easy for him to go out and score every night. So the passing and everything else comes it, it just makes it easier. Yeah, Nate Robinson, Scoopy Radio. Subscribe on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitcher App, or simply by visiting ScoopBRadio.com. Nate, what you doing for Thanksgiving? Man, I can't wait. I'm going to eat with my family, man. My grandmother's making all these bomb pies. I can't wait, man. I can't wait to eat some good food. Staying away from all the pork. I'm going to have some turkey, man. Some sides. I can't wait, man. It's going to be fun. You were in Kyrie Irving's movie a couple of years ago, um, yeah. off the Uncle Drew movie. Um, did you guys get a chance? I, I've often heard stories. Charles Barkley recently told me what the Michael Jordan dome was like when Michael was working out per, uh, during Space Jam. Did you guys have a similar workout situation when you were on the set of uh, the Uncle Drew movie? Did you guys work out and play ball? Yeah, we did, man. We we hooped. Me and Kyrie, we went to go hoop a lot. And, uh <sighs> It was it was fun it was fun to watch him, you know, being this element as in for the movie and then, you know, work it out, still grinding, still, you know, doing what he was putting in his work. It was uh it was fun it was fun to watch. It shows that, you know, how mature he is and 
how dedicated he is to his class. Do you think um, with KD out and Kyrie in, do you think that uh, the Nets will be in a better competitive position in Easter Conference next season? Uh, I mean, what the pieces that they have, I mean, whenever you got KD on your team, you definitely contender. You definitely got a chance to win it all. So it's just going to be fun to see how they how they gel together, I just, you know, and see if it can work. What would make the NBA Slam Dunk Contest competitive again, particularly in 2020, uh, where you got guys like Zach Levine, who's part of the home team, Zion Williamson, and more? What What would you like to see in the 2020 Slam Dunk Contest as a three-time NBA uh, Slam Dunk champion? Honestly, it's it's going to sound so simple and so funny and cheesy that you're going to laugh, bro, but they need to bring back the music. Remember back in the day when we were kids, they used to let people pick their music to dunk to. Hmm. I think that's 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 huge. You imagine how many artists out there that people love their music and they want to, you know, get hyped before they go out and jump out the gym. That's fair. That's fair. Scoopy Red on line with Nate Robinson. Nate, what do the Knicks have to do to be competitive? They got to bring Nate Robinson back. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. What would you bring to that Knicks organization? Nah, I mean, I bring energy, of course. I mean, for sure, buckets. But just, you know, that leadership, the toughness, man, that just – not backing down to nobody, that basketball that New York fans want to see. I need to know from you um, your thoughts on Go get him. Oh! Martel Fultz's redemptive season this year. What do you think about him in Orlando? Who's that? Markel Fultz. I love him in Orlando. He's, he's having a, a, a solid year right now, man. He just got to keep it going. Uh he, uh, I love what he's doing with his hair. I think the hair, you know, sometimes a different look can kind of change, you know, saying your whole swag. And I think that that's working for him. If you could go back in time and fix one mistake that you made in the NBA, what would it be? Probably shooting on the wrong basket when I was with the Knicks with Dan Tony being my coach. <laughs> 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 one day I shot on the wrong basket just like messing around because, you know, after the – it was the uh, end of the quarter, and, you know, the ball, we were going one way, but, you know, in the quarter, like, point whatever left. I caught the ball and went off, and then I just threw the ball up and ran to the bench, and I ended up making it, and I didn't know I made it. And it was uh, – my coach, was he was so mad at me, but I was like, bro, so good, bro. I didn't, it didn't count, but – I watched it live. What did he say to you? He was hot. He was like, you could have gave him points. I'm like, coach, I wasn't giving up points, man. So I, he was hot. Brandon Roy, uh, uh, Seattle legend. <laughs> when you saw that Melo was going to get or was signing with um, Portland, many people were making a thing about the fact that Melo might wear number seven. Is that really such a big deal if he actually did? Uh, in Portland, yeah, I mean it's not a big deal. I mean. If he was jersey retired, it's different if he's retired. It's not. Okay, then not. Nah, no problem with that. That number's open to three. There's only one number that should be retired. I'll say two numbers. Two numbers that should be retired that nobody should ever be able to wear again, man. And that is number 23 and number three. Those two numbers should not be worn. So I'm guessing 23 is Michael and three is Allen Iverson. Yes, sir. 
What is your what is can you tell me how close are you and Allen Iverson? Uh, I mean, I won't say I'm close like he's my best friend, but I mean like he's one of my he's just one of my favorite players that I idolized growing up. Your first game against him, were you nervous? Yeah, I was. I was nervous. I was more nervous. I was nervous and I was anxious. Like, I couldn't wait to go out and face him so I could show him, you know what I'm saying, the confidence and everything that he installed in me. I wanted to kind of, you know, you know, give him back and kind of pay homage. Like, you know, like, you paved the way for me, bro. You've been my favorite player, so I want to show you what I've learned over the years of watching you. Type of nervous. Do you remember your stat line in your first game against him? Nah, I don't remember it. <laughs> I, know, no, I know, I know, I hit a game winning shot though. <laughs> well, there you go. I know that. There you go. There you go. Nate, when you look at the, uh, I guess the 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 overall of the NBA season so far, what teams not named LA? What teams not named, or meaning LA, meaning the Clippers and the Lakers? What team? Uh, what what things stand out to you that are not LeBron or Clippers central? Um, you said what teams? Okay. Yeah, like what things stand out to you that don't have to do with the Lakers or the Clippers? I don't know, man. You look at Phoenix; they're doing their thing. You look yeah, at the Celtics; they're doing seven right now, man, which is pretty good to see them get off to a solid start. You know, this better this probably the best start they had in years. Mm-hmm. But they got a nice core little, you know, group of young guys in that, in that, uh, on that team. But, uh, I mean, um, I don't know, man. It's, it, it's so many different faces, different teams. Like, you got Celtics, you know, with Kimber, what he's doing over there with those young guys, man. Fun to watch. I mean, just all of it together, man. If LeBron James and you had the chance to go head-to-head in the slam dunk contest, do you think that would have been a blockbuster? Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, because, one, I mean, I probably would have been doing even more crazy dunks just to say I beat the king. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, you get hyped for stuff like that. To have him, you know, out there dunking, like, you know, that's a a big deal, man. That would have been awesome. Do you think that Vince Carter's slam dunk contest appearance years ago was the best that we saw in our lifetime? What can replicate that? Uh, I think it was one of the best. I think it, it was. It, I think it was the best one to get the dunk contest back cracking again. Like it kind of set the bar high again for the dunk contest. That's why when I did it, I had to. I had to bring you know. I had to bring that flair and bring that charisma, man. You know, to the to the dunk contest. That's real. But I think Zach Levine and Aaron Gore's dunk contest, to me, was the best dunk contest ever. No, I don't think nobody can compare to that. In 2016, in Toronto. I think it was, is, is that where it was at? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It was in Toronto. It was in Toronto. Zion Williamson, do you think that we'll see him in the slam dunk contest in our lifetime? Uh, I think he, I think he'll do it. I think he'll bless it because it'll just be, it'll be pretty cool to – you know, Jordan will probably come out with some dope-ass J's for him to wear, you know, come out with some Zion, some dunk contest Zions. Like, you know, like they should have came out. Like Jordan should come out with dunk contest J. They should have been doing all kind of crazy stuff with Jordan back then. I think that with the All-Star game in Chicago in 2020, there's his chance. Yep. I think that's the one. <laughs> they, they, but they, they need to let him dunk in some, 
It's some throwback, throwback joint, you know? Everybody's wearing the, the J1s again in different colors. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be tough. Mm-hmm. Well, Nate, you're to- you're you're playing video games. I don't want to interrupt you guys, but before uh, no, we're good. I, I'm up, I'm up here winning with the Eagles right now. What, what's the <laughs> score? Thirty. What's the score? Thirty-one. Thirty-one-seven. <laughs> my boy don't want no smoke. What, what team does he have? He has he has the Vikings, man. My boy trash, man. I, I got a new playbook, so I got to try you know try a new playbook on his ass while I kick his ass. When you play, do you do a Madden rule? What's your Madden rule? What do you got to be up by? Nah, I, mean, I just keep playing it out. I don't. I don't. I mean, if somebody quit, they quit. But I play it all the way out. And then on fourth downs, I like to play real football. Fourth and like fourth and inches, I may go for it. Fourth and one or two, I may punt depending on where I'm out in the field. But I try to play real football, man. I like playing defense on this, so I kind of like being on defense, stopping somebody, stopping somebody. It's a good feeling, man. Knowing that they can't score on you. Uh, give me that. Did you get a chance to check out Colin Kaepernick's workout? No, I didn't even get to watch it, but, I mean, like, why is he not in the league? Like, that's another brother that should be in the league playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of the same thing when they when they got rid of T.O. Give me that. Like, T.O. should have been playing, too, at the end of the year. So, it's just, you know, it, I mean, at the end of his career. But Kaepernick should definitely be playing right now, man, period. Did you see T.O.'s appearance on First Take the other day? No, nah, what was uh How was it? Uh, he said some stuff at Stephen A. <laughs> what did he say? He basically told him that K- K- Max Kellerman was more black than him. Ah, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. Wow. When you're dealing with somebody in the media, um, <laughs> with, I guess, players and their involvement, or rather their relationship with the media, if you could create a media person who was objective but knew how to relate to players, what components of different analysts would you use to create that my player of journalists? Man, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I know they do their job, man, so I don't I don't fault them, but it's just that some things they be saying and some things that, like, I don't know where they get their information from or however they feel like they can talk to somebody about their game or what. They feel like everybody has their own opinion, like what they feel, sure. you know, how they feel about th- that person's game, man. But, you know what I'm saying? My mom always told me, you don't got nothing nice to say. Don't say nothing at all, I guess. I don't know, man. Like, That's the world, real. The world we live in now, man, people be saying some flagrant shit, man, and it just be like they feel like, oh, just because it's my job, it's okay for them to say it. But they don't be understanding that we got feelings just like they got feelings. Nobody want to come to their job and critique. You know, hmm. Stephen Smith and Max Kemp, like all these guys, we don't go to their job and create them and write blogs on them, but maybe we should. But <laughs> they can see how that shit feels. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, I mean, it's, it's just a part of the world, man. You just got to roll with the punches, man, and just be prepared to for people to say things that they want. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but that's the beauty of the world, man. You just got to go out and live your life however you want and, yeah, I've always wondered that about just different players and stuff like that. Like how you guys, how journalists, when and, and it's not about Stephen A. I'm really curious. How do how do journalists win? You guys, how do they win a locker room over in your mind? Is that a discussion that you guys have? Like how how does a journalist win you guys over in a locker room? In a locker room, I would say man, just always saying what's up, always writing. You don't got to write all bad uh, positive things about us, but. 
it's just you know knowing how to talk and knowing like how to say it. Like a lot of a lot of a lot of times, I see a lot of you know reporters. They always got they always say, you know, some shit. Either they don't know, or they've heard, or they say, "Oh, I got it from a source." Like, mean, what source you get it from? You ain't get it from me. Hmm. Like you know, like that's that like that's my thing. Like you know, just just keep just be cool, bro. Like I don't know, man. Scoopy Radio on the line, talking with Nate Robinson. Everything basketball, everything Madden and football, apparently. Um, who do you like in the NFL so far this season? Yeah, man, come on, man. <laughs> I like die, baby. They're going to Miami this year for the Super Bowl. You heard it here from me. <laughs> Russell Wilson is, is – I remember Dave Chappelle said he was talking about Kobe Bryant. I just got, I just got a pick. Just got Uh-oh. another pick. Who, who picked it over? Who picked it? Uh, who was that that just got that interception? I can't even see it. My linebackers in the 53. Who's 53 for the Eagles? Burden, Smith, starts with a B. Laughing, starts with a B. So, um, did I'm you? already getting interceptions. I, no, he don't want to play me no more. He said he's off this after this. <laughs> right, let, me, let me do him dirty. Let me do him dirty. Oh, I just threw a pick. Did you know that Baltimore Ravens Pro Bowl, or rather Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is leading the Pro Bowl of Pro Bowl votings right now? He should. He's been balling, man. I, it's funny because I told him he was going to do this when he was in college. I said, bro, you're about to kill the league. When they give you an opportunity, you're going to show them what's up. That's Michael Vick 2.0, man. Whoa. Yeah. Michael Vick 2.0. Wow. And he has a chance to be better than Vic, man, if he keep it up. He's just got to get to the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, he's got to he, he get to a Super Bowl, you, my guy. I mean, if they talked about if, – if he can get to a Super Bowl and they got what's the name, they gave him $100 million to pick. Uh, they gave Flacco, Frank Flacco, $100 million went to the Super Bowl. What they did, they, they got to give Lamar Jackson something crazy like that. They got to throw him the bag. They got to throw him the bag, bro. It's well-deserved, a well-deserved bag. MVP, leading the, leading all quarterbacks in rush. He's probably leading them there, leading the rush, running backs in, uh, in rushing yards. Give me that pick. Yeah, I'm looking at now. I got an email this morning. He has 146,000. Hmm? Yeah, how many yards rushing he has? I'm about to check it right now. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Seven hundred eighty one, it says. Damn, yeah, seven hundred eighty one. Yeah. Now I'm trying to see if that's. Yeah, he has seven hundred eighty one rushing yards this year. Last year, he has six hundred ninety five. Oh wow! Yeah, man, he he already surpassed that. Yeah, yeah, he leads uh, Pro Bowl voting by fans. He has one hundred forty-six thousand one hundred seventy-one votes, and then but man, Mahomes, you hmm? can't forget about you can't forget about Russell, man. He, I think he's a front runner, bro. He only got three, two interceptions, bro. Yeah, and they were and watch? they were for pick and they were for pick sixes. That's what's crazy, though. Like how both your interceptions end up being pick sixes. Yeah. Yeah. 
The Seattle Seahawks. Hmm. What'd you say, Nate? Ah, uh, and I throw a pass. Just almost throw a touchdown pass. I'm trying to run it. I'm trying to run the score so my boy will quit and he don't want to play me no more. <laughs> Ain't that messed up? <laughs> but you, you just kick his ass where he don't want to play no more. He's I'm about to get off. Oh, you about to get off? You don't want to run it back? You weak. Final score. What was the final score? It's thirty-eight-seven right now. I'm about to score again. I'm in the red zone. Man. Seattle Sonics. Yeah, Sonics. we need them back. Tell me more. Man, we need them back ASAP, man. It's been a long time, man. We need we need to get our guys back playing again, man. Seattle's one of the greatest cities to have a team, man. For us not to have one, man, it's just crazy. I will never forget the 96 finals, Bulls-Sonics. Bulls, I believe, had the best record. They were 70. That was the 72-win season, right? 72-9. Or no, that yeah. was that. Yeah, yeah. What do you remember about that George Carl, um, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton led team? Man, it, it was just it was just fun to watch, man. There's so much energy in Seattle in the Key Arena, man. It was just it was dope. It was dope. Screenplay. Um, I used to sneak into the games when I was a kid, man. Growing up, when they, when they went to the finals against the Bulls. How did you sneak in? Man, I was just I don't know how I did. I just got in there, man. I watched I had to watch MJ live. Was that your first was the finals in ninety six the first time you saw him live? Yeah, that was the first time I saw my MJ live. Wow. That was when he had the patent leathers on. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite Jordan sneaker of all time? Favorite Jordan sneaker to hoop in or just to rock like casual? Both. Oh, man, that's tough, man. You're going to lay that on me. My favorite pair of hoop shoes for Jays or the 13s, any of them, any of the 13s. Low top, high top, any color, don't matter. My favorite Jays to wear, like rocking around. I'm going to have to pick three different ones, man. I'm going to have to go with the ones. The, uh, I'll say ones, threes, and fours, bro. You give me one, threes, and fours, and I'm and I'm Gucci. To me, the four and the five is the same shift. I like the five. The fives are lit, bro. The fives are, you know, those were those were one of my favorites as well. But. Mm-hmm. I definitely, you give me those, you give me the ones, the threes, the fours, and the fives, and I'm Gucci. Like, those are like some of my favorites. I like the sixes, too. Mm-hmm. Sevens are, are, are cool. You know, in the summertime, you can wear some shorts. Mm-hmm. Short. Those are fire. The eights, the eights can be rocked with jeans, sweats. Those are those are clean, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Nines what? are classics. Tens are classics, of course. Mm-hmm. Fire. Twelves, I love the twelves too. I love all the J's, man. I love the new ones though. The new ones that uh, that Zion, thirty four, yeah, the thirty four. Uh, I think Jason Tatum got the best ones right now. The best thirty uh, fours. Mhm. The thing about the tens to me is the tens are all purpose. You can wear the tens styling. You can wear them on the court. Hell, you can wear them in the snow. They like boots. But the threes, you could wear them for style and on the court. They fit like a glove. Yeah, they're they're, they're pretty. I got the threes on right now. I got the tinkers on. 
You, um, I was going to say something about Michael, and I was going to say something about the Sonics. When, what do you think it's going to take for the, for the Sonics to bring another team to Seattle? Or rather, Seattle to we bring need another a, We need another. To, yeah, for a team to bring, for, or rather the NBA to bring another team to Seattle. And I think another team has to – a team has to get um, – the, their attendance has to be trash for them to, for them to come back to uh, Seattle. Or I don't know if the NBA is going to do an expansion team, man. That would be – that would be awesome. We need that, man. We need, we need Seattle basketball, man. I just I just want Seattle basketball back. Mm-hmm. You know, so then, you know, my son can want to play. You know, want to play at home in front of Sonics one day if he makes it professional. That'd be pretty cool. Because I would imagine most people now, they're driving from, if they want to see an NBA game, they got to drive to Portland, right? Yeah, man. That's, that, that's too far. How far a drive is that? That's like three and a half hours. Three hour drive. <laughs> That's like driving. I know, from I know. I know. A lot of people making that drive. Not that Melo's on the team. I know a lot of my homies probably driving up there. Nah, that's real. That's real. Finish the love Melo. Go watch them up there. Cause I mean, uh, we go a couple times when we go to Portland for you know the, the, the play store or my son has a tournament. We go up there and we um and we uh and we go to some of the game. We watched Dave uh, Lillard. He gave us tickets a couple times to go watch him play. Yeah, I'm reading about your son, Nate. Your son is a is is from just looking reading something that slam. Your son, now is it Namir Robinson? Yeah, Namir Robinson. Yep. I heard he's kicking ass. He's pretty good, man. He's a hard nosed player. He just made his varsity basketball team. Uh, coach, he you know my son attends the high school that I went to when I was uh, growing up, coming up in mm-hmm. the high school. When Jamal Crawford and a lot of other NBA players went, Dejounte Murray, Kevin Porter. Dale Christie, just, uh, Kevin Porter, uh, Terrence Williams, myself. So we got a lot of guys, you know, from that area, you know, go to that school. So it's pretty cool that, you know, the same coach that was there, my high school coach is coaching my son now. So it's pretty awesome. Nate, I asked you about playing against Mike, or or rather not playing against Mike, watching Mike live. I watched I, – I asked you about uh, Allen Iverson and, and the first time you played against him, you talked about a game winner. What was it like the first time you played against Jay sitting courtside at Madison Square Garden for you? Playing who? Watch Jay-Z sitting courtside at the Garden. Watch <laughs> oh, man. Play. He came to a couple of our games, man. But watching, you know, watch, having Hove there, man, I mean, of course you want to play your best. You want to go out there and play. But, you know, playing with the Knicks, mate, it's, you know, so many different celebrities come, man. It's like, wow. It's like these guys really come and enjoy watching the game. So you gotta, you gotta, you kind of got to give them a show. <laughs> Do you remember? The, do you remember that game against the Cavs when LeBron had that blue jersey on? And well, y'all yeah, hmm? yeah, did, did LeBron have fifty five that day? Yes, he did. Yeah, he had fifty five that day, man. He was killing that game, man. That was that 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 was unbelievable. But it was pretty cool to, you know, just to be there on the court with you know some of the some of the greats and watching him do his thing, man. It was it, it, it was fun. It wasn't. It sucks that we lost, but, you know, I mean, King James do a thing. It's kind of tough to stop a guy like that. I was in Chicago a few weeks ago, and uh, I watched the Lakers play the Bulls at the United Center. And uh, the Bulls were up. And it was the second quarter. <clears throat> the Cavs were going to go to the half. Or, excuse me, the, the Lakers were going to go to the half. And 
there was a look that LeBron had. Like, he went to the basket, he scored, like, and it was like it was a look in his eye where he, it was like, yo, we're not losing today. How hard is it to guard LeBron James? Put me in, put me in your position at your height at what you do. How does someone like you guard LeBron? Man, I'm just trying to use my quickness, you know. I know he probably uses power, but I just try to use my quickness and just try to contest his shot and uh, just be force with force, man. You can't back down. You can't be you can't be no sucker, you know, playing against a guy of that, you know, that caliber. So you just got to bring your A game and be ready to compete and, you know, bring that uh, bring that fierce competitiveness. When I look at the NBA, I remember years ago, Kobe said that um, Carmelo Anthony was such a tough cover uh, in the NBA. Um, in today's game, if you in your era or even in, in current day, uh, who would you relish the opportunity to go toe to toe with in guarding? If you could name three guys, damn, three guys. Hmm, that could be anybody, huh? Mm-hmm. Past or present. Man, uh, I mean, for sure, in my, I wish I could go against AI again in my prime where I mm-hmm. get the green light. I think that I think it would be a way more interesting matchup, you know, because back then I was playing on a team where, you know, I really couldn't do anything, but I had to go in and, you know, kind of fit in instead of stand out. So I wish right. I had an opportunity to play against a lot of guys, Michael Jordan for sure. Uh, in my prime, we had to go against a guy that, paved the way for a lot of ballers and just the face of basketball. I mean, he's the person that everybody wanted to be like. Um, and I think I would say, hmm, I say I would love to play against White Chocolate when he played with Sacramento. Playing mm. against Jason Williams would be fucking amazing. Um, at that time when he was coming in the league, killing like he was doing, man, I think it was just for me. It, it was just it was it was super super cool to watch what he did. He just made it cool to be yourself and play like how you play. So I think that would be my player. So I would play against that I want to play against. You got one more. Um, <laughs> and I'll probably say Shaq in his prime, like watching these, or or, or maybe Kevin Garnett. One of them two in their prime, in their prime when he was with the Minnesota Timberwolves, KG. I think that'd be that'd be dope. Derrick Rose talked about load management, and he said he wished that when he played for the Bulls, uh, <clears throat> load management was a thing. He'd probably still be playing in Chicago today. From your perspective, does load management is, is load management given a bad rap in the NBA? Uh, I mean. I just think time and place. Like, you know, if you have a back-to-back, you play in a back-to-back, and the third game you want to rest, you know, it, I mean, it's just like having a day off at work. Everybody takes a day off going with their kids, and that's the case. You know, sometimes your body needs that. It's not even about it. Like, ah, oh, you're taking off yourself. You're this. No, I want to be able to play for 20 years. Longevity. You know, this is, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. And people, you know, as young kids, we didn't understand that. We just thought we're supposed to play in every game and never sit out. You know, you get that tough man award. It's like an unwritten, you know, thing that you want, that you, you want to go out and get earned, I guess. But, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody deserves a day off, man. I don't care how hard you work. Everybody deserves a day off. 
No, that's real. Scoopy Radio talking with Nate Robinson. I think I answered. All, I asked all the questions uh, that I have for you. You're, you're an interesting uh, case study because you're cool with everybody in the league. You play for a bunch of teams, which gives you a ton of stories. When I guess my question for you is, um, Scooby Radio has a lot of stories that people tell. Uh, I've heard people tell me stories about. <clears throat> um, I asked Kenny Smith one time. I said, "Hey." Uh, if Michael hadn't retired, would the Rockets still won, have won those two NBA championships? He said we would have beat him, no question. Uh, the other day, retired NBA player Tim Thomas told me uh, about the time when he was in high school. Um, he said he he was in high school. He was visiting Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan when they were in the Manhattan Hotel, and just how much secure it was. Like Michael had Secret Service on him from the you know from the jump. What is the story? that is worth hearing in your NBA experience with a player that would make people say, wow, and give you a diff- give them a different perspective on uh, who that person is. Do you have any crazy stories? Mm-hmm. The crazy stories? I don't have no crazy stories like that, man, that I can honestly tell like that, but I know a cool story that I do have about Ray Allen, man, and it was just, mind-blowing to me that this guy worked extremely hard and nobody really knew that how hard he worked. Like, Ray Allen used to run miles before practice, bro. Whoa. Like, when I mean miles, I mean, like, the boy, the man used to get on the treadmill and run miles before practice and then go shoot before practice and then practice and then shoot again and then go home. Like, Whoa. the man was like, like, he did that every single day. And I used to run on the treadmill with him. And I ain't going to say... I didn't outrun him. I know that. He would be on there for a while. Me, I would do like 20 minutes <laughs> and be mm-hmm. done. But Ray would get on there and run, and he would treat his body so good. And that's why it was so hard to guard him coming off screen because he was built for that. That stuff that you see Ray Allen come off the screen and shooting that ball like that, he practiced that same speed all the time, bro. And it was fun to watch him do that. So I guess it was no surprise uh, when Ray Allen hit that shot to help Miami uh, go to advance to another game and eventually beat the Spurs in the NBA Finals. Yeah, that was no surprise, man. He he, he did that. <laughs> Enough said. Nate, you still got speed in my book. <laughs> I appreciate you, my brother. My brother, tell everybody about the clothing line, where they can find it when it launches in January. Uh, man, it's coming out soon, guys. Hold that clothing. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow my page. I'll be posting a lot about it. Working on the website now. Everything's going to be ready sometime in January. Stay tuned. Uh, we might be doing a, a cool Black Friday drop just on some basic T-shirts and stuff, so stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, we'll keep you guys posted, man. They're just peace and love. I appreciate y'all for having me on, bro. To all my fans that believed in me, I love y'all. I appreciate you. For my haters, I appreciate you too because without y'all, I wouldn't be who I am. So thank you. Uh, I mean, you know, just keep it rolling, man. You know, hold that nation lives forever. It's a movement. Y'all get with it. Yes, sir. Brother, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, cuzzo. I'm going to call you yes, cuzzo, Mr. Robinson. <laughs> All right, Brother Robinson. I'm going to talk to you soon. Have a good one. You too. Radio. Overtime. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.